up, what's up? You are now listening to The Limitless Experience with Eric. I got Ruth with me. I got Debs with me. We are about to discuss season five, episode four of The Shy. What's up, ladies? Hey. So, um, Debs, last week you weren't on with me and Ruth, but um, I do want to hear your opinion on Tiffany and Rob. What do you think about that relationship? You know what? I just, I wasn't a fan I know people have the right to change their mind and all of that stuff, but I think it was just the way Tiffany really made it seem like, oh yeah, I don't want to be with Emmett because I'm not, I don't want monogamy. And she gave him all these ultimatums and now this new guy has come and you're like, yeah, I'm going to sit here and be monogamous. And like, I guess obviously he like, Emmett had done a whole lot more and it was like the final straw and she's not going to have the same tolerance for him that she'd have for someone else who's not done her wrong. But like, I just didn't like it. Like I I liked their little family and I feel like she walked out on their family. So I feel like I was just a little bit salty about that. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't a massive fan of that little coupling there. And Mm. yeah, like I think... they might be a little bit cute, but nah, I'm not a fan. I, I still would have preferred her with Emmett. <laughs> well, so th- this episode, something happened that we'll get to, and it made me feel even better about um, Emmett and Tiffany. On episode four, my, the first note I have is Gemma. She smokes now? Um, I think she always has. <laughs> yeah, think- Gemma's always been on that rebellious stuff yeah. since... Okay, so maybe yeah, maybe because may, Kevin's I just been smoking don't. for a while, you know what I mean? Like I think mm-hmm. I think she always has. We just haven't seen her, but I think out of all of them, to be honest, I'd believe that she smoked, even if I didn't believe the rest did. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what? I kind of do understand Eric's confusion though, because I feel like she was a lot more proper when she was with Kevin. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that it's Jake's fault that she smokes, but I definitely I do kind of get that confusion actually because I feel like it would be. Kevin would be smoking and she'd be like, what are you doing? You're throwing away your life to drugs. But now right. she's she, she's on that bad girl thing. Like, exactly, what? exactly. That, that I, was my confusion. But I feel like she was leading, I kind of feel like, not that she was leading um, Kevin astray, but she kind of was the bad influence, kind of. Gemma was a bad I, influence on Kevin in what way? I don't know. I just felt like she was like, compared to Kevin, she was a good girl, but I feel like she kind of would make him not sneak out, but you know what I mean? Like, she seems like she has more freedom than Kevin. You know what I mean? Like, when the dad found out about them, I guess, having sex or Kevin sneaking into the room, he was like, you know, I can see, even the smoking, he said, if you're going to smoke or you're going to do whatever, do it outside. So right. it looks like she has a certain level of freedom. It's almost like, don't do it in my face. So and long even as you don't then disrespect she me wasn't, in my face. Correct. Whatever. Even then, she wasn't apologetic about it. She was like, it's cold outside. So yeah. you're right. She is very Yeah, rebellious. that's true. Yeah, she seems like she's had a certain level of freedom to a certain degree. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a compensate for, I don't know where her mom is, I forgot if they even mentioned it. But, you know, I do feel like she's always had that kind of relationship with her dad, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been, like, not a pride thing, but I think, again, when she was with Kevin, she was very pretentious. Like, I think it was always a bit like, yeah, I'm this person that's going to be this powerful black woman. And, you know it has to be black excellence. And I feel like she's kind of dropped that with Jake now, where she's a little bit more human. Like, she doesn't get... I feel like there's a lot more to get at Jake about than there was Kevin, but she doesn't do it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, she is smart. She's not in that charter school for nothing. So, do mm. you guys think she blew those SATs just to spite her father? Um, I think... it To me, it looks like she's kind of going through something. I don't know what yeah. it is she's kind of going through some kind of phase and I can't quite work it out because there's no reason for her to spite her dad. What, what, what for? I know obviously she was having, you know, some kind of thing with him about, you know, it's not that important now and blah, blah, but she, she seems like she's kind of trying to find herself and Mm -hmm. maybe that's, you know, the result of that. So maybe the pops is pushing too hard on her because he said he wants her to get into their dream school, not her dream school. It's almost mm-hmm. like he wants her to live his dream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. Go on. My question was kind of, not. it was related, but since when did Maisha go to that school? No, I don't think, I think they do it in the center. That's what made oh, me okay. think. 
it's a center. I don't think it's the oh. school. Because when I saw Maisha, I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. But I have a feeling that maybe they have to do it at a center because yeah, I've Maisha seen that doesn't before. go to her school. I've seen that before I've, in, in, in high school where they just have all the testing at one particular high in school. In one place, and yeah. A bunch it, of it's students. kind of strange that she's going to like a private school and they're mixing them. Mixing. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't mix with like, you know, public schools, but I'm just saying it, it just seems kind of strange. Because when I saw Maisha, I was like, ugh. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. It, it it was just giving plot hole because oh, I think it was absolutely. also that whole aspect of you know how they were all in school together before because I think we established that Jake's gone back to the public school because yeah. Duda's not paying for it anymore or something. Mm-hmm. So their school is a bit all over the place. Like, yeah, it is. and if they were taking the SATs, where are the boys? Like, why exactly? How Maisha? come only Maisha and Gemma were taking it? Like. Papa didn't talk about it. Jake wasn't. Jake was yeah. in the episode for the last or two minutes. Or do you minutes. think it's like people higher achieve like high achievers type thing? Yeah, but still, He's where in was a Kevin? Private school. She, no, I know. Like but they should all be private, higher achievers, but I don't know. I think it's like I, I, I don't know. It just didn't really make sense for Gemma and my. It seems like they threw them together. They, yeah, they wanted threw them that, together so they could have that moment yeah, where they're hanging out. Exactly. They wanted to make them bond so. I guess the only way to initiate that is this this situation with the testing where she grabs her shit and she leaves and then Maisha's like, hey, what's going on with you? And then from there, they, you know, they became besties or whatever. I, yeah. Maybe the writers couldn't think of any other way to, you know, make that yeah. plot unfold. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it'll become clearer as the season goes on because these are things we're seeing. But you know how we thought a lot of these things were loose ends and in this season people are coming back that we just weren't sure about so maybe you know it's one of those things that somehow might make sense later i don't know or maybe not but, but to be honest even with that it's not even like we those people have been thrown back and we've been given this massive backstory i feel like the writers just say you'll take what we give you and they exactly. just put people back <laughs> exactly like and like, well, we, like we gonna take it and we accept it right <laughs> Like Trig and Jake's mother, like now she's back in the fold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then we saw um, what's the Q. old head? The old head's name? Q. Q. Quentin, right? We saw him, yeah, and then he wasn't here at, in this episode. But if you saw the previews, he'll he'll be He's in the next, next episode. episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they just both show up on my girl's doorstep, and that's just how they come back. Right, and, and then it was like. It. And he was like the silent, he was like the silent boss. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I'm, we're, we're invested. We're five seasons in. I'm not, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on this show. Like I said, we're going to take it. We're complaining, but we're still taking it anyway. So You're going to stand beside it. <laughs> That's our show. We're going to stand by it. Correct. Correct. Um, uh, can I bring something up? So. Who else saw this whole Rosalind and that girl in bed together? Not in bed together, but a yes. really weird scene. Yes, yes. You know, I was going to ask, who, who is that? Was that, that Michael? Trig's girl? Yeah, that's Trig's pretend girlfriend. Wow, dude. Wait, so excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. What? No, yes. Exactly. I thought it, it is her. her. That's the it is no, her. it wasn't. No, it so wasn't. That's no. Rosalind's clearly plaything. Yeah. Hold on. So that's the that's is that Tiara. By playmates. I don't know, but I know that they were definitely in the same room and she got dressed and left while she was still in some silky PJs. Are you sure that was Tiara? Yeah. I got yeah. It. Now, I'm going to go back what? and look. I, I was waiting for us to have this chat so I could ask, was I the only one that thought that was no, Tiara? No, it was Tiara. It was. It was. I will, because I you was might want to watch it back. It's the beginning scene anyway. So if you have your laptop on, go back to the beginning. It's the I'm very going back beginning as we as speak. As, as we're rolling and, and recording, I'm going to go back and take a look. And we're back. So I didn't even notice this when I watched the episode, but that mm-hmm. is Tiara. And um, obviously the relationship that they're generating gets fake for Tiara and Victor. But yeah. no, I did not know that that was actually Tiara. So this has she's so it's a lot of um I would say um shadow puppeting or uh shit going on in the background. Like all this time Quentin was in the background, you know, playing puppeteer, uh being a puppeteer 
four and um what's this guy's name uh otis right and you know yeah. he was like the silent investor and then in the background so was this rosalind's idea the entire time to set up tiara and victor because otis or duda told tracy that um she was the, she was the one that helped you know get victor's record expunged so yeah I guess this it, Rosalind is behind all of this, right? Yeah. And does this mean yeah. that Rosalind is the sitting mayor now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that's the question we had before, where we were like, who took over from Duda? Right. So they've not made that clear, but to an extent, I think so. I feel like the, even the way she was doing her power strat at the beginning of this episode, mm -hmm. I think she might be. And I think she hasn't been... Okay, so she got time to be co- whatever co-director or whatever with tracy well, yeah, yeah. co-director of rock why yeah. would she even want her i mean maybe maybe that would be why because she's the mayor but yeah she should be busy doing mayor yeah stuff, to right? me i feel like she, that's somebody i'm not saying somebody who doesn't have time but i feel like she should have her hands in other pies not doing that kind of shit you know what i mean so it sounds like that's pretty much a full-time not a full-time thing but she's gonna have to something she should dedicate her that. life to right but don't you think yeah. that the writers like that, that that's that can't be a slip-up like they have to be doing this intentionally where they don't let us know who the mayor is right now like we should know that right i don't maybe we missed something that's why i think or maybe it's maybe it's Rosalind, and we're just overthinking it yeah but i i don't know if it is because i feel like in that way, they should be a lot less surprised that Rosalind would be someone that Duda would have to have asked for to expunge his record. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if he was like, I'm going to have to pull strings of important people and Rosalind's the whole mayor. Then, then why does he need, why does he need um, Victor? Not even why does he need Victor? It's just, and they should have straight up thought. I just don't know why Tracy is just like, why did you ask her? Because the obvious answer would be, she's the mayor. Like, do you know what I mean? That's like, saying that oh you've asked an important person and i'm surprised it's the president do you know what i right, mean like right right I, well, so I don't whatever she's she is mayor. she's got to be some she's somebody of high importance if she's not the mayor she's very close to whoever the mayor is she yeah, also yeah i think she's just the puppeteer she's always been even with doodle yeah. like yeah that she knows yeah. people people and that's it yeah. At definitely. some point, they got to make that clear. They got to they got to crystallize that for us. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think we definitely need to know who's mayor, but that might be something they might randomly smack us with, like mid season, um, because I feel like we're not completely aware of what we're working with, and think we might be surprised by the answer. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> Darnell, Jada, and Suede. That yes, Suede relationship please. is over. <laughs> Right. Sorry, I just I was loving the whole Darnell and Jada thing. I was like, yeah, you know, everything is as it should be, you know. And then I loved the fact that Jada was like, eh, no, you need to take me out. We can't just, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just be doing shit you were doing like in school. Like, treat me like a lady. And she's right, you know. I wanted to ask you, ladies, about that. Um, so I don't know. I guess she wants to be wine and dine. Is that what it is? Yeah, she wants. Yeah, she wants something different. Like, I mean, I'm not being fair. She's birthed a whole child for you. She's had to deal with your bullshit over the years. What What is different between now and then? I'm not saying, okay, taking her out is what's going to be different, but it's a whole new relationship. Let's not do what we did before. Yeah. You know? I mean, this guy, we know he has multiple kids, right? Multiple baby mothers. Like, yeah. clearly his bread ain't where it should be, right? I, I feel like he provides i don't think he's like balling but i don't feel like any of the because uh, i feel like he had the rest of the kids in adulthood like i feel like he's got Emmett and then a bunch of babies yeah. like not obviously not like baby babies but like maybe like young teenagers and below like i feel like the rest of his baby moms don't have complaints i feel like it's because obviously Emmett came when they were like kids so i feel like Emmett was like the mis not the mistake, but it's just like, oh, he messed up all the way there. Then he got himself together and then kind of built a structure and a family. Mm. So you guys are completely okay with the fact that she did, she, you know, I guess, kick Suede 
not even to the side. Like I think that's over. We probably won't ever see Suede again, right? I don't think. I don't think so. Not necessarily. I think so long as Don, Donnell's on his best behavior, and you know everything's going how it should be. I mean, I feel like there's always an opening for Suede. He still loves her. You know, he's just hurt. But I feel like if she was to call him now, he, you know, he'd be a bit. But he'd come back. I think he would. I think he would. I, I, I think he would. He was willing to beat up Darnell for her love. I think he would. Yeah, but I think that's a fight for our love type thing. But I think he's what I think once you've made that decision, I don't I think it depends on how much fun that's why I yeah, yeah, like, I feel like but I think as well, because it's not even like she's like, Yeah, okay, I've broken up with you and then I'm gonna, you know, test the water them. They're going on full blown dates. She's fully just throwing their love around. And so I think just he was willing to give up like kids and that kind of thing for Jada. It's you don't just yeah, the Jada that appreciated and valued him. If you straight up told me that you think I'm a mug, like my tolerance is gonna change. I didn't think he, she said that. I think she he's done. Said. He took he took no, that no. ring back. He's done. I think he's done. Exactly. Like I'm just saying. I'm not saying like he's gonna be begging, but I'm saying that I don't think it's. I don't think it's impossible. Like to see him back there, if that makes sense. Like I, I wouldn't say, oh, we're never gonna see him. We might. Man, I don't know what capacity, but you know, I don't, think, I don't think she can go. I don't think it would make sense for her to go. Her to go back to him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's if Darnell doesn't go back to being Darnell. That's that's the only aspect I can think of it where, because I think that's another thing. He's openly dating her, but where is Lala? Yeah, do it. Um, Dom, she. I don't think she's yeah. coming back. We're four episodes in. I, I'm pretty sure Lala's got other. It just things goes going to show on. how irrelevant she really is, and not in a rude way, but like what she really meant to him. It's like you know, I feel like girlfriends of Darnell is, you know what I mean? Like he didn't, he hasn't put a ring on it. He hasn't, yeah. you know. So I feel like he can. He looks like some, he was living with a whole bunch of women. He can mm-hmm. swap and change when he likes. So I don't think Dom was anything. Yeah that he was committing to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like those women, like I said, he he built a structure with those women. I feel like those women knew what they were necessarily signing up to. I feel, don't feel like his situation with Dom was like his situation with the other ones. Plus, I can't, I can't lie to you. I could definitely see the shice randomly popping up and it being like she went away to see family and had no idea. And then Jada turns around and it's just like, you never broke up with Dom and that becomes a whole thing. Right, right, exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. It's possible. It's possible. But, yeah, we haven't actually had, apart from when um, Emmett mentioned her, technically, and he didn't even say her name. He said, you both, you're both your people. You're both taken. Yeah, so that was the most we heard, but we didn't even get her name. Apart, actually, no, in the beginning, when he was talking to Emmett about, you know, when he can't get it up and stuff. But that's literally the only time. Yeah. Like, I feel like Emmett was like, you're both taken. And we saw Jada handle her business in some shape or form, but we haven't seen him do the same. So it's like, and maybe, as you're saying, maybe it's just because it's not worth the screen time. And, but I don't know. I don't think this is the last we're going to see of Dom. We'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, they've only mentioned her. So who knows? Like, we got, we're only on episode four. This is a ten season, a ten episode season. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. But yeah. I think the best relationship between a man and a woman on this show are two people that aren't even technically official yet, and that's mm. Emmett and Keisha. Because everybody else's relationship is a little bit rocky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Emmett and Keisha is just like it's inevitable that that's going to happen. Um, one of the yeah. things that. You know, they're spending time together. She was having trouble um, with Ronnie when he was. she was trying to read to him. And then she met up with Emmett and Emmett was taking care of the kids. And he pretty much had, you know, everything under control. And that allowed her to do her writing that she was trying to do. Um, it's almost like, like you said, um, Debs with Tiffany giving up, kind of giving up on their family, right? And now yeah. there's like, there's not that, I guess... Uh, female or woman presence for the children right but enter Keisha Keisha's there she's talking with the kids when she needs to lay off Emmett is there to fill in so that relationship that I I feel like that's a very strong relationship they got a good thing going on 
What do you guys think about Emmett and Keisha? Yeah, of I course. Them. They're best <laughs> to be together. And like I said, I feel like it's the, it's the best time for him to do his celibacy thing because I feel like you can see, you know, like what would have happened before would be they'd have like a moment and before, you know, they'd be in bed. Obviously, I'm not saying like it happened now with Keisha because I don't know how she is after the rape completely. She's comfortable with Emmett, but still. But I feel like the fact that he's abstaining you know, like I said, I, I did say the thing about intimacy and I'm saying that it will it will be good for them. Do you know what I mean? Because it's almost like their boundaries and they have no choice but to just be in each other's space and and figure out what it is in those, is it 30 or 40 days? 40, um, yeah. Yeah, without any, I guess, physical or I guess, I don't know what he's allowed to do and what he's not allowed to do, but... Yeah, I think it's a good time for them to kind of be together because then they can be clear. So when they do go into something or if they do go into something, it wasn't led by like the physical, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're not led by lust. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and I but, mean they 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 shared a moment, uh, you know, staring into each other's eyes again. And then at the very end of the episode, which we'll get to, they were just sleeping on the couch next to each other like so nothing physical yet not even a kiss this season yeah, no, they did kiss they did yeah. kiss at christmas or you know when she was helping oh they did yeah uh, yeah yeah okay okay so they've had that but that's like i guess he that's when i think did he tell her about the celibacy thing before or after i think it was before and then they kissed yeah. and then it was like oh, yeah let me go home yeah um, I think after they finished like wrapping all their kids' presents and stuff, they kissed, and he was just like, "Anyway, it's getting late." She was just like, "Yeah." She carried her baby and mm-hmm. got a newborn and went home. But I think the unfortunate thing there as well, even with the way that scene played out, I think it's because of the expectation of Emma. Like they didn't, they're not actually necessarily doing anything wrong. Okay, I think the the kiss is a bit shady, especially now she's friends with um, Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah, but they have um, history. It's not out of nowhere. I'm sorry. It's not out of I, nowhere. I, but I know still, they were married, but the, yeah. Mm, I that's my girl. Know, no, she no. walked out. She. It wasn't that. She walked out, but that's my girl. Whatever. Like, the point is, they have history. You know what I mean? So it's not like it was like Tiff's friend that she brought into the fold. Tiff became friends because of Emmett. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She met. Yeah, but no, you're my friend. Emmett. That's. Like, yeah, I get it, but he should did ask though. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying they're doing ask. anything wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong. I'm just saying that obviously Tiff would feel some type of way, and I think what she the point, of, the point I was making was just obviously is that expectation she has of Emmett, which kind of leads back to the whole she 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 left their family thing because she just can't get over who she saw him as and it's who he's been is there's no way that if Keisha had answered that phone and she'd seen that she was in Emmett's house that she would ever fathom a reality where they just fell asleep on the sofa and looked after their kids because that's just not who Tiff sees Emmett as. Emmett's not a person that can ever keep it in his pants and just have platonic relationships so I think that was the fear where it came to even just... Because really and truly, do you know what I mean? I think, as you're saying, she knew Emmett first. So there shouldn't be that fear of, I can answer the phone and be like, oh, yeah, I went to Emmett's house. I'm here with EJ and my baby. Like, but you can't. Because obviously, it's a case of if Emmett's ever alone with a woman, he's knocking boots. That's just the expectation she has of Emmett. And it's the thing that she just couldn't shake from him and kind of the whole destruction of their family. Because she can just never see Emmett as who he's been. So what would have happened if Keisha answered that phone? What, what What's Tiff's next move? She would 100% thought that... She probably even would have thought that she only became friends with him to get back closer to Emma. Let's be honest. I feel like she has that so much distrust for Emma and those intentions that her mind definitely would have flown to... I don't oh. think she needed Tiff's friendship to get close to Emma. Emma and her have been friends. Because she didn't need Tiff. If anything, if I thought I wanted him back, I wouldn't be getting close to Tiff. No, but I'd I mean to feel up. it out in terms of, oh, y'all's divorce is final, I bet. Yeah, no, but look, check I, this I, out. I, if Tiff moved on with Rob, right? And she's like, not only moved on with Rob, but moved in with this dude. She's living with Rob now. And she brought yeah. EJ with her. 
Does Emmett not get a chance to move on with somebody exactly. else? Exactly. No, 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 I'm not saying they're said. doing anything wrong. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying that Tiff would have perceived all of this as janky. I'm not saying it actually she, is. So you're saying she, thought, she would have thought I'm, Keisha was planning this a long time. Yeah, but that's, I, that's I, all I I'm saying. That's like all I'm trying to say. Keisha, I feel like as Keisha personally, I wouldn't think, I don't need to get close to you to find out. I'll just ask Emmett. I feel like Emmett is has, Emmett and Keisha have always had an honest relationship. He's never lied. Like, they've both been very honest with each other. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't need confirmation from Tiff, apart from, are you totally done with him? That's it. And which no, she did ask. And w- yeah, which she did ask, but I feel like that no, could have been... No, but he asked within doesn't... their intimate relationship. Do you know what I mean? We're their friends now. I think, because you say that, but I feel like, remember, even when... Keisha and Emmett were still messing around was kind of when he was kind of going back to Tiff and all over the place. And obviously they were in a different space then, but he's not always been the most honest with her. Like, I feel like in the beginning of their relationship, like going back all the way back to like probably season one, he hasn't been the most honest with her. Like the way, and obviously I guess to an extent I've been teenagers being teenagers, but like the way he had her hiding under her bed, his bed and all of that stuff. Like, I think he wasn't really honest when it was just like, okay, he's kind of getting back with Tiff and there was definitely overlaps and they were both a little bit all over the place. Um, so I think, obviously, I, I don't actually think that is what Keisha's doing, but I think Tiff would definitely see it as, oh, so you just wanted to make sure my marriage was over so you can get with my baby daddy, I bet. Hey, like, that's what she thinks too bad because she moved on with Rob and she didn't exactly. give a damn about Emmett's feelings. No, no, of course. And I'm I'm not saying it's necessarily a justified response or anything that should matter to Tuff, but I think in the way that they are friends, I think it's a case of that is definitely what she will think and that relationship will definitely be in jeopardy. So it depends how much she values the friendship. A hundred percent. If she like it depends on how much she values it, but I also feel like she has an equal friendship with Emma. You know what I mean? I feel like she has the girl friendship with Tiff or whatever, but I feel like I mean, Tiff wasn't the one coming to sit in her room when she'd gone through the audio with Emmett. But even with that, like, I think when, obviously, she had the baby and all of that, there were moments where, before they became, like, friend friends, there were moments where Tiff was just like, look, I know what it's like to be a young mum, and this is what motherhood is like. So you say that, but I guess Emmett was there for her for the more traumatic part, but Tiff definitely did come and kind of try and support her with the whole motherhood side of things. Tiff definitely did kind of step in there low-key to be like, look, this is what young motherhood is like. Like, this is how your baby's going to get. So, you hey, say okay. that... What, what do you think, Eric? Like, from a male perspective, like, what do you think... From, from do you think looking she's at being... the relationship between these two ladies? Um, yeah, do you think, I mean, do you think Keisha's wrong for... No, Keisha's I mean, they definitely done not anything, wrong. Keisha... Let's be honest. We can yeah. see the chemistry, but right. do you think... Uh, so, so I understand what Debs is saying. Debs is pretty much saying, you know, maybe she may feel like Keisha had this plan all along and she may think that they have already been having sex behind her back. But at the same time, if their relationship, you know, has to, I won't necessarily say suffer, but, you know, get a little bumpy or even come to an end, it is what it is. I mean, Mm-hmm. I think Tiff, it's worth the jump because I feel like right. Keisha deserves happiness too. Exactly. So, not, yeah. Keisha deserves it, and so does Emmett. Tiff, Tiff has yeah. it, or she, she's, she's, she's going to try to make something of whatever she's got going on with Rob, right? So you got to allow, give Emmett that same, you know, courtesy. Same yeah. thing with Keisha. Yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. just they seem to be the only girl, like they seem to be the only girlfriends each other got at this moment. Do you know what I mean? Neither of them seem to have any other friends at the moment. And yeah. so I, I think it is just that whole thing of it's like, yeah, you know, we're the ones that lean on each other for like for like motherhood and we're the ones that turn up together and all of that stuff. And so I think it would be quite a loss for the relationship, but I do believe that her happiness in the long run with Emmett is is, is it does matter more. I do agree with you guys, but I do you think it's going to be a hard transition and it's not something Tiff is going to take easily? Oh, well, but get do over we, it. Do we all agree that Emmett is on the right path in terms of like he does want to be monogamous, he yeah. is ready Keisha's to the be one. this person that Keisha's um, the one. Tiff wanted? Absolutely, that's why I'm not happy that with like 
whole the tiff leaving him obviously i'm happy that it facilitated the room for him and keisha's relationship to develop but i do feel like he was finally getting where he was supposed to be at and he wanted his family and he just wanted to do right and she was just like yeah nah but i feel like he was always going to be one mistake away from this eruption like you know what i mean so if it wasn't dumb it could have been just her taking something the wrong way and not believing yeah. him and she would have been out the door so i feel like there's so much behind yeah it's, it wasn't just dom it was like this is the icing on the cake i'm out yeah so i feel like they were always kind of destined to fail kind of even yeah, if it took like five years yeah yeah which is a shame um but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, it, it's all just a bit of a shame. Like, do you get what I mean? It's it's beautiful, but it's also a shame. Like, I do wish there was a situation where her relate, and maybe down the line, obviously, when it gets to a sense of healing and realising how good she is for Emma and how she loves EJ, I think Tiff will probably come around eventually. But I do wish there was a scenario where her relationship and sisterhood with Tiff could survive while she's happy with Emmett. I think it could. This is kind of like um, the same thing that's happening with Gemma, Jake, and Kevin in a way. Yeah. Yeah. The three of them are going to have to coexist. It's less mature, obviously. It's like they're younger. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They are younger. So I feel like... like You know what's funny? I've actually been in a situation like that. And I was kind of like Kevin and them lots of ages well, funny enough. And I do feel, you know, and me and the person's relationship did survive, so... Like it, it's possible. It did or it didn't. It did survive or it didn't. It did. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I feel like you know, it was technically it wasn't like on purpose. It was like the guy was playing like both of us ish kind mm-hmm. of, and you know, I don't know. It was really weird because we kind of talked about it once, and then you know, but it was like you know, eventually the guy ended up with the other girl, which is fine. But like, it wasn't really a big deal. It just went back to what it was if that makes sense it was like yeah whatever so yeah so I do think it can like I didn't look at like we kind of both realised the guy was the one that was you know but if they wanted to be together it was like yeah whatever you guys do what you're doing and I was you know everything went back to normal so it was cool so I do believe you can um, and you know you can do that but I think for Tiff and Emma they're they're older so I feel like yeah I feel like she, she if she she thinks about it logically you know that she deserves happiness too like we said what's her name mm-hmm. Keisha so I feel like if she really looks at things in the grand you know in the grand scheme of things I think it may not happen straight away but she'll come around yeah no that's what I was saying I think it might take a space of healing and realizing that she's not just anybody and like again it's a nice dynamic where she makes she encourages him to be a good father and do you know what I mean? I think it also means her son gets a father figure too and again, there's a beauty in it but I think she might have to push past the pride of that's my man even though I said that's not my man. Mm. And she wanted him to suffer too a little bit and he didn't suffer long enough. (laughs) No, exactly. It's like, I've left you and so I want you to struggle with your three sons and be pressed with time and realise my absence but it's this woman's come and plugged in it's not even this five guy. minutes and like, yeah. <laughs> like, he's, she's making blanket thoughts because your son's bored. Like, it's gonna sting. <laughs> She'd be all right. Wow, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... I mean, you hate Tiff anyway, so... Yeah. I can't stand her. I can't stand Now you want to FaceTime Emmett? Get out of here. And then immediately you want to <laughs> FaceTime... On the phone. And, and then you want to like, FaceTime like... Keisha right afterwards. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like that's... Those are her two. I think that yeah. Now you've said that it's like those are her two main people outside of Rob. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They ain't got no friends. Like, I think it's. I called my baby daddy because I wanted to say hi to my son. Now I'm gonna call my only mate. Like, it's like she's got three numbers programmed in her phone. (laughs) Mm, I just didn't like the timing of it. I mean, I guess she had time put aside. That okay, I finished you know, conversation with this person, let me talk to the next person. But I feel like she may be suspect, suspecting something. So that's why she called Keisha to be like, I called Emmett and he was acting funny. Exactly. Do you think he has a bitch there? Type exactly. Of thing. exactly. Yeah, but I don't no, think no, he no, the bitch there was Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I think it's going to be, I called to speak to my baby and my baby daddy's acting funny and I've just called my girl to moan about it. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I, I mean, think Keisha, of can, like Keisha can but easily yeah. say I was busy with Ronnie. So, I mean, having a baby is an excuse to never pick up your phone ever again. Of course, oh, 100%. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm the worst. I'll yeah. speak to, like, my sister and shit, but, like, anybody else calls me. And yeah, I'm, she could just be like, look, Ro- Ronnie shitted everywhere. I'm cleaning up poop. <laughs> Like, you weren't here for me from th- for three months, and that would be, like, my excuse. Right. I've been cleaning shit for three months. <laughs> Yo, so these love triangles is actually happening with the adults, too. I just thought about it. It's happening yeah. with Duda, Tracy, and Rosalind. Yeah, but Rosalind's not... Is that Dude, really... Rosalind's not attracted no more. He's not. Like, so you don't think, you, you, you don't think that... It's supposed to be. So you don't think that Rosalind and um, Duda are going to have a sexual relationship again this season? Nah. I don't think so. I, think I feel so. like she might. Yeah, no. Nah. He knows that. He, she, Rosalind knows that he loves Tracy for whatever reason, or he's obviously yeah. he obviously has a thing for Tracy. She obviously looks like she's moved on and she has a little play thing. And she and moved on to Tiara, which is insane. It's for convenience. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they do, they're just like freaky people like that. So I feel like it doesn't mean anything. It's not a triangle. It's like, yeah, I was feeling it. You were feeling it. Let's just do it. Put your bra back on and then just go and do what you're doing. And that's it. But I don't think yeah. it actually means, Yeah, that, you know. that Her whole, that's sleeping with Tiara. I, I wouldn't have caught that. And I'm glad we're doing this pod because. That was I, the first thing I saw. I was like. I didn't, but yeah. I didn't peep that that was Tiara. Yeah, um, it threw me off because I suspected But what did you think? Okay, when you saw that scene, what did you think? Like, did you just gloss over it and not think anything? Yeah. Or you thought her friend was just sleeping over? No, no, no. <laughs> I thought that, okay, this, this character, you know, Rosalind goes both ways. But I didn't think that that was Tiara in the bed. It's like, okay, whatever. She, you know, she had a she had a good night with this other woman. And now but you didn't, they were... You didn't think it was, like, not relevance, but if you think about it, they would show... Rosalind with another woman, but why tell her she goes both ways for no reason? Like, there'd have to be, you know what I mean? Like, there'd have to be some relevance to that story. To you know what? In. I somehow, as much as obviously I said I don't think that her and Duda are going to have a sexual relationship again, when I saw that scene, I expected Duda to be on the other side of that woman. Mm, and then I think when was, I realized see, no that, one that was been next nuts. to that woman, I realized it was Tierra. Yeah. Because I think. I expected her to get up, and then I thought she was with Duda. Then I saw this random woman in the bed, so I was just like, who else is in the bed? Then I realized who the woman was, and I was like, oh, is that why they're showing us this? That would have been insane. That would have been insane. And the only thing that would make it more insane would be if Quentin was behind Duda. Wow, dude. Oh, no. Eric, I mean, come on. Now you're, oh, come on. You didn't have you're to taking my that. imagination places. I oh, man. Good. Imagine that. Oh my goodness! Ill is all I have to say. But I think the only way Quentin will be there is if Tracy agreed to this. Yo, did you guys see the uh, scenes from next episode where uh, Quentin's old With ass is, is like roughing somebody up? Mm. He's like, Quentin. I'm the boogeyman. Quentin, he's, yeah. he's he's like grabbing somebody by the collar and slamming them on the wall. Yeah, but it looks like somebody tried to grab him up before that. Look, I don't know. I just know Quentin's old ass shouldn't be trying to do anything to anybody. Well, he have a heart attack. Yeah, no, but he's he like pro- one of them OGs. Like he's one of them seven-year-olds that will punch you up. Like, <laughs> but he has right. a cane. But anyway, it could just be a prop. <laughs> Sorry, that just reminds me of when Dudard like smacked up Gemma's dad with his cane, like nearly killed him. Right, oh, and yeah. now this dude is like Shit. he right. shook he shook it all off. He was in the hospital for what uh, two weeks, maybe. <laughs> The question, that's another thing that you brought it up. So Gemma's dad is doing nothing about this Otis thing? I guess he's just waiting for the right time. He has the video. He's waiting for the right time to use it. Okay. Yeah. If he'll he'll use it at all, maybe he'll just use it for blackmail because Victor, he's getting deeper and deeper with this whole Tiara situation. And then um, let's move on to Victor. So what do you guys (laughs) think about the arranged relationship? I mean, clearly he (laughs) likes Fatima. But this relationship that he has with Tiara, which is probably being orchestrated by Rosalind, do you think this is helping his uh, campaign? Um, wait, the relate the arranged relationship? Yeah, it's or... so that this relationship with Tiara, like somebody set this up between Duda and Rosalind. They, I guess, they want him to have. Um, they may have even watched up 
this girl's um, background as well. So they want yeah. to put him out there and make it seem like, hey, this is this is Victor. This is the woman that he's with. They're in a, yeah. a happy, warm relationship, but it's it's fake. What do you think about mm-hmm. fake relationships helping someone um, appear to be uh, more acceptable? I don't think yeah. that. I don't believe in that. I believe if he's single or whatever he's. If he doesn't have a girlfriend, if he does have a girlfriend, I don't think it it honestly matters. But I guess to like the voters, they want him to have a relationship. Do you yeah, think that's that, politics. You think right? that yeah. matters? Yeah, it's to appeal, I guess, to the whole you know not having a family, but you know what I mean. Like it, it, it's to appeal to a certain type of person, and and it's supposed to represent something. Do you know what I mean? So it's like this is what we, we want to embody. This is what we want people to see. So you know, I think it's like you're saying. Like Deborah said, politics. You know, how many politicians you know that come up as single, depending on what they're running for, but they, yeah. they tend to prefer they're married or at least going to get married at some point. So. Yeah, they need to have had a girlfriend since they were 15 who's been with them through thick and thin and gone to an Ivy League school. Like, yeah. Because it's the same narrative. It's literally the same narrative all the time. So That's what I'm saying. It's so repetitive that, no, I don't really think that it truly helps. I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, he is getting a lot of voters, and it does look like people are warming up to him. So Mm. maybe this will help uh, Victor out. Um, Mm. But we'll see. But I think... Even the way Tierra kind of like grabbed him, he she could see him speaking to Fatima and bit like you're not about to throw off these optics because I think obviously she has a stake in it of I'm trying to be first lady so don't mess this up for the both yeah, of us. Chad was like you're flirting with this woman in front of everybody, so it means mm-hmm. that he was just doing what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. and if Chad could see it, probably everybody else could see it too. So you know she's like stay on course. We're supposed to be doing something. Don't get distracted. I guess it helps that uh, Fatima, is it Fatima or Fatima? Same thing. Fatima. I guess it helps that Fatima is a journalist. So Mm -hmm. seeing the two of them talking may appear as though Fatima's trying to do her, I guess, journalistic duties. You know what I mean? Yeah, it obviously must have seemed flirtatious for Shah to say something. He was really grinning teeth. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Gemma, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that was my very next thing I was going to talk about. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, had they not actually showed us, okay, she's taking a pregnancy test. Once she said, "Do you smell that?" and then threw up, I'm like, "Oh yeah, definitely pregnant." Because yeah, the moment mm-hmm. I saw that trailer, I was like, "Yeah, she's pregnant." Even before I watched it. Did, did that yeah. happen with you, Ruth? When you were having your kids, did you like some of your senses um, like enhance? I just enhanced? had nausea a lot. I only threw up like the final trimester because I had no space, so everything that went in came out. But mm-hmm. I think obviously they used the whole throwing up thing as like a pregnancy, but not everybody gets that. I had nausea, yeah. like severe nausea, but I never actually threw up. But her sense of sense. smell, and everything smelled fun. Her sense well, of yeah. smell kind of yeah. increased as well. Yeah, and my that... sense of smell was a mess. Like, I could smell it. You know what? I don't have the smallest nose in general, so I could smell <laughs> shit. Like, even even now, I can smell shit from a mile away. Like, I can walk into my house and I know my kids that are poo from the door. You know, but when I was pregnant, I could smell like shit from the next block, I'm pretty sure. So, like, definitely. <laughs> I, 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 I don't remember whether we told this story on record, but I feel like we told you this before. Remember, like, that was how... I mentioned your youngest before you mentioned your youngest? Oh, yeah, before I was pregnant. So I think before I found out I was pregnant, it was like Christmas. Was it, it Christmas Boxing Day? day. <laughs> it was Boxing Day. And then I kept, what was I smelling? I can't remember. So basically, she was smelling leftovers. It wasn't even like particularly like sm- like smelly food or like a fen- It was like mac and cheese and mm-hmm. like a bit of chicken or something. Mm-hmm. Like nothing you'd think, oh, like. You can smell loads. And she just kept complaining about the food that was next to her. Like, mm-hmm. she had a plate next to her, but it wasn't, like, right in her face. It was, like, to the left of her. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't normally smell it. Right. And she was just like, this food's really bothering me. And it wasn't smelly food, and it wasn't right in front of her. And I just made the joke, but I was just like, ooh, we have a number two. And then the, then at the end of the day, she threw a pregnancy test on my head. Nice. Yeah, no. I, I didn't want to take a test because I wanted to keep drinking. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this after Christmas. But mm. then I kind of had to because I was like, I can't keep drinking and then right. yeah. be like, yeah. No, I've, I've, I've worked with a few women that were pregnant and um, <laughs> I don't OD with my cologne, 
But this one day, this one of my coworkers was like, why are you wearing so much cologne? And like, she was like mad at me, like screaming at me. And it's like, I'm like, yo, it's the same cologne I, I normally wear, the same amount, the same three, you know, three sprays or whatever. And she was just like angry. And then one day we were having like a meeting in the office and it was probably like, I would say eight of us all in the manager's office, just having like a morning huddle going over what our plans for the day. And like, she like jetted out the, the office. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, crap, she's pregnant. And, yeah. Uh, everybody yeah. was just like looking at each other and not saying anything, but we all knew what was up. Yeah. Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> are crazy. But I'm just wondering, I'm wondering, do you think they're going to bring, I know obviously this thing has just happened with the whole abortion thing, but do you think that's going to come into play somehow? I mean, they recorded this before. That's what I was saying. Yeah. It was, but it was obviously in conversation. Great so do you timing. Think- Great timing, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's something that might come into play? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, she's got money to go out of state anyway. She wants to, and I don't know. In, in Chicago, is it is it legal or illegal? That, that I don't know how. It I'm works. not sure if that's one of the uh, the band. I don't even think that's going to be an issue. I'm pretty sure Jake is going to be like, "Yo, I don't have a problem with that." Like, I'm going to be. I think the opposite. I feel like okay, maybe they're trying to make us think he is going to have a problem with it because, I mean, she was talking about it's my body and I'm going to do what I want with it. But like, because he see, I don't know. I couldn't really tell from his facial expression, but it almost seemed like, I guess maybe they want us to think that she wants to keep the baby and mm-hmm. he doesn't type of thing. Because my issue like, what? I think the opposite. When yeah, she said it's my body and I'll do what I want with it, I genuinely thought he was just like, I bet we're going to have a family. And she's just like, exactly. I want my future. That can be her response regardless of what Jake says. If Jake says, yeah, you can keep it, she's going to say, well, what if I don't want to? You know what I mean? So yeah. it can go either way. But I honestly think that Jake's reaction, uh, I don't think that he'll tell her to, to abort the child. I just don't see yeah. that type of energy from Jake. Yeah. And even Maisha said... Jake seems like the person that's going to take care of his responsibilities. Jake, of course, yeah. And then, what what do you think Victor's going to do, or Trig is going to do if oh, he yeah. finds out? Mm, you know what I mean? I think his campaign and all that is not going to be great, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to work to, <laughs> I don't want to say cover it up, because, you know, he. to be honest, I feel like he wants to do what he's doing at the moment, but at the same time, he's very much about his family, so mm. I don't know how it's going to play out. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, like I do think it'll be one of them ones where I think it's hard because obviously Duda was also at one point Jake's legal guardian. So I think it is one of those ones where it'll be like, oh, great, now we've got this, your brother's doing up teenage pregnancy. Like that's bad for optics. But but I don't think Gemma's dad's going to want her flaunting this belly around either. So, you know, I think yeah, it's. They're not, even, they're not even seniors in high school, right? No, they're, probably, they're like 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk about Lene. I thought she was already legally living with Kevin. I guess not. Yeah, no, I think it was a temporary thing where his her brother's gone MIA and she needed somewhere to be safe. So... Mm-hmm. She was just kicking it in their house. But I don't, I think they always, they never did anything legal because they just thought her brother was laying low and was going to mm-hmm. come get her at some point. I don't think that should be an issue for Nina to allow Lene to stay. I mean, she has already been there this much time. I guess now there's paperwork involved and court is involved. <laughs> but like, do you guys yeah. have any issue with Lene staying with Kevin? Do you see where Nina's mind is at right now? I like, think- Nina's been through a lot with kids. She's been through a kidnap with her. Like, as you can see, she mentioned the kidnap with Keisha. She was just like, oh, you know, when Kevin went out with Lene and she was right. just like, oh, you know, that's what we said about Keisha. She's obviously still processing information. You know, she's still processing through that trauma of losing her child. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what happened with Kevin. I feel like she must have had some issues with Kevin as well at some point. So she's probably thinking, I can just about manage my own kids. I don't know if well, I can be responsible. Kevin witnessed a murder. Exactly. So she's there's been a lot, you know, and I feel like she's probably thinking I have enough to focus on right now. So she's probably thinking bringing another. Maybe she's doubting her skills rather than Lene staying. She's thinking, am I up to being able to keep this child safe mm-hmm. rather yeah. than anything? I don't think it's personal. I think it's like, dude, I don't know. And then she says something like, "How do we even know we're gonna?" And then I think it was about she was gonna say, "How do we know we're gonna be together?" And then yeah, um, yeah, Dre yeah. was and that her did- name Dre. 
Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, and where did that come from? Like, when it was their relationship on the rocks? I thought that they got everything exactly. figured out after that situation with um the brat. Like, now yeah. their relationship is rocky. Yeah, well, they're still in couples therapy. To be fair, like they still right. on them rocks, and they swear by it, and they swear that couples therapy is helping them. So it's working. So that it was really random. I was a bit like, what? It's yeah. going on, you know. Yeah. So, you know what? I didn't expect her to have a problem with it. I just expected possibly the state to make it difficult, but I didn't expect exactly. her to That's have what reservations. I That's what I thought. So there's like a lot of storylines going on. I don't think we need an additional what's going on between Nina and Dre's storyline. And mm-hmm. um, ultimately, there's no way they're giving Lene to the, sta- to the state. You can't do that to that child. Well... <laughs> It's unfortunate because they can. They can, but but Nina's not doing that. There's no way she's going to do that. You're not going to do that to Lene, and you're not going to do that to Kevin. You want to talk about not having a huge group of friends. Lene might be Kevin's best friend. Yeah. Well, I feel like Kevin's Lene's only friend. We didn't even see see his new girlfriend, um, Simone. Is that her name? Yeah, we didn't even well, see yeah. her this episode. Episode, so you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but I think what may unfortunately end up being the eventuality, and I think that's the only way they could justify putting in another storyline of the problem between Nina and Dre is if this is the straw that breaks the camel's back and Dre leaves the house with Lynette. Oh my yeah. goodness, that was Dre doesn't on. have any kids of her own, right? Like and 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 on yeah. top of that, Dre is like a, a guidance counselor, like she's for the children. So yeah. nobody wants this to happen more than Dre. Yeah, no, no, no Dre. No, as in she, he said nobody wants this to happen more than Dre. Oh, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, exactly. I think that's the only thing that may end up happening is if Nina doesn't budge, then Dre might have to be like, "Then boy, I gotta pick this child over this family." Yeah. Bless. And, and if that happens, Debs, yeah. I would be one thousand percent okay with that because yeah. you never want a child to go into the system if there's an opportunity yeah. to take them in. I know you can't yeah, say everybody, but I feel like you know, Lene isn't everybody. She just happened to be the one that's you know, it's just an unfortunate but it's situation. Not, but Lene you know? is not the troublesome child. It's not like yeah. she's a child that's like reckless and you know, all all in the streets and shit like that. It just so yeah. happens that her parents are deceased. And her brother is on the run. So yeah. she's a and victim. And Keisha's left home too. She did make a point. Keisha has gone. So we have one less child. I mean, don't get me wrong. Keisha's coming in and out. But they have the space, you know, and they have one that's gone out. So it's almost like just replacing Keisha, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you know, And then Kevin still has somebody as well because obviously Keisha's left. So he then has his friend there. So I feel like, you know, but I do feel like Nina just has a bit of anxiety and I don't think it's anything to do with Nina. But she did make a good point that they're going to be 18 soon. Not like that soon, but soon enough that it's not going to be a long-term thing. It's just enough for her to be able to be allowed to go out. You know what to expect from Lene. She's already been here up to this point. Let that child stay there and, you know, come on, move that along, like. I think for Nina, it might also be having another girl child. Like, it might be that extra anxiety. Now, obviously, I know, like, Kevin's had his thing of having witnessed a murder and shot somebody all in, all at the age of, like, 13. But I think it might also be another worry because of what happened to Keisha, of having another girl under her care. All right. So, look, her and Kevin walked out together to go get some, some food, right? Or to go hand out food at Rock or whatever. Every time yeah. she goes out, hey, look, take Kevin with you. Why not? No, of course. I think it's just, obviously, it's just that inner anxiety because Keisha just went for a run. Yeah. Like, and you know, but you know, but doesn't say that we've noticed, we have noticed in just some of the episodes that she is still anxious. When Keisha was leaving to go to Emma, Keisha did like, not go for a run. Her. Keisha didn't go for a run. Wasn't she going to see a boy? Oh, was it? It was late at was night. She? It was late at night and she was, if I'm not mistaken, late at night and she was at a bus stop, correct? Yeah. 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 She wasn't yeah. going for no run at yeah. night. She was going to see a boy, if I'm not mistaken. He and said, I think she was going to her friends or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Key, I, yeah. Keisha. Uh, yeah. Key. I don't. I don't know. Keisha was different. Like, Lene. 
I, I mean, what are the odds of two of your children getting kidnapped and raped? I know it, it's a possibility, maybe, and that's what's going on in Nina's head. She's probably got postpartum. Yeah, but remember, she said that when Keisha was, even though it's to do with Keisha specifically, when Keisha's leaving, she's like, I'm going to need you to drop the location when you get there because mm-hmm. I need to know. So she still, as much as, you know, it happened to Keisha, the people around, like even Kevin, it affected Kevin. Kevin mm-hmm. was like, I never thought I was going to see my sister again. Mm-hmm. So to mm-hmm. a certain degree, it's like it affects everybody else around you. So I feel like it's probably just her thing of, I'm probably just finding my feet. And then it's like, you want to come and add this extra child. So I don't think it's like I said about Lene personally, it's just in her mind, she's probably thinking this isn't the best time for us. But, you know, thingy, um, Dre also has, I don't want to call it a savior complex, but in one of the, I think last season, she did kind of give us an insight into her upbringing and how she grew up. And I think she's been in a similar position, which is why she became a counselor. Mm -hmm. So I feel Mm -hmm. like she probably wants to save everybody because she, has become somebody and she's like, I want to be able to make a, a difference in people's lives and I'm going to do it the best that I can, you know, and I think she probably sees herself in Lene to a certain degree, I guess. It's not the exact same situation, but the fact that she was afforded somehow that that opportunity to come out of her situation, she mm-hmm. wants to make sure that as many kids can come out on the other side, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't want to see Lene get put into this system. I Hopefully she won't. I mean, I, yeah. they, they, I don't even know if they necessarily had to introduce that to us. Like if they didn't have, you know, that woman from child services come in and say, hey, because your brother is in this situation and he was your legal guardian, we have to take you away. Like I would have never even thought that child services was coming for her. She's, she was fine at, you know, Kevin's crib. Um like yeah, I don't I don't want to see her get separated from from Kevin or even taken away from, you know, Kevin's family. Yeah. So I think the difficult part is now they have brought that in there. I feel like they're gonna to an extent run with it and maybe make a point of black kids in the foster care system. So we possibly, may see Lene suffer a bit more. They can definitely touch on that. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Especially older children as well, because like in the foster care system, every it's like okay, babies are cute, but teenagers with trauma aren't. But we already saw Lene suffering a little bit, so wouldn't it be easier to kind of give, to kind of send out the message that maybe we do need to kind of foster more, and you know what I mean? Like, and that almost happened with Keisha's kid, Ronnie, right? And she went and got him back. Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie's a baby i feel like and ronnie was going to a pretty good home like i think it's more about how how especially like i feel like black teenagers and obviously don't necessarily quote me on this on statistics are the least fostered or adopted kids in the system no one wants it is that a thing i didn't know that yeah no genuinely like there is a great issue of ageism and racism Mm -hmm. within the public within like the social care system okay like people like babies are a lot easier to mold and they don't have as many traumas i got so people want babies and black kids we don't have a lot of black like people fostering exactly and those and the the worst part is those who do it obviously it's about money and it's like the intentions aren't always sometimes the best you know so i I don't know. It, it's maybe they're trying to kind of encourage more people to kind of foster a bit more. But like, imagine you know, like I said, you get like a teenager, a black teenager coming in. She may not have murdered anybody, but her brother did. You automatically start. You know, you have preconceptions. You know what I mean? Something goes missing in your house must be her. You know, but she's not in care because she did anything. It's her brother. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't even know if would that would that information be available to whoever picks her up, you think? I mean, you'd need to know something. They'd have to tell them something, right? Like you can't just bring anybody into I don't even think it's about who her brother was. At the end of the day, she's also kind of like not introvert. Like again, as we said, Lene's not a bad kid, but she's also not the most She's not the most social. She's not open to to people. You're right. She they would need to. They would need to tell the, the foster family because, especially, imagine like with with Kevin's family where there is another child in the house. Should we say or a teenager? Mm-hmm. You'd need to disclose. Well, I think as long as she doesn't family. have a criminal record, you don't, they don't really have to disclose that. They'll probably find out from speaking to her. But I think if she is not a direct risk, like she's not part of the gang and she's not done anyone anything, 
Like, they so, don't need to do the ins and out, but the simple, like, I mean, saying my brother, my brother's in jail is not anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. that's why she's... No, and up. I guess they'll find that out from her, but I think what a foster family will get from, like, the social worker anyway before they speak to her will just be, she's an orphan, and, yeah, they probably will be like, her last guardian did go to prison. And yeah, but that's what I meant, like, so they'd know that kind of information. Yeah. I think I don't think that would necessarily have a family thinking she's a risk. I think it is just more about her own traumas and how that's all affected her and her abandonment issues that she may not be. Because I think obviously it's like people should go into obviously fostering and adopting knowing that the children have their own personalities and their own experiences. But I think it is a lot harder when like, you know, from a baby, it's just like they'll look at you with that wide eye and they'll be attached to you mm-hmm. and you'll get that immediate kind of love to a certain extent depending on how young they are but i think with a teenager it's like they may not stick to you as quickly do you know what i mean they have their own personalities they have their own temperaments they have their own feelings and so i think that's why it's a lot harder to take on someone who's a lot older because you don't get that instant gratification you need to work with teenagers you need to earn their trust yeah we'll see we will see um have we missed anything ladies I don't believe so, no. Um, the only thing, the only thing, and is the whole thing where Myesha shaded Papa in a rap. Yeah, I was like, bitch, excuse me. She was just like, I don't need a, what did she say? She said something about, I don't need a preacher boy or that preacher son or something like that. I was like, yeah. Oh. It's good that, um, Gemma helped her out with that, that confidence, but as soon as she got on there, she, like you said, she ain't have no problem, uh, this and yeah. Papa. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was, was kind of cool to have that that relationship um, unfold between Maisha and Gemma. And Gemma, yeah. Mm. yeah. But yeah. did she ever find out she they were in the audience? Because we never really saw Maisha talk to... Um, Kevin and... and, and um, yeah. yeah. Lene or Papa. I didn't think it would have made a difference. <laughs> it wouldn't have, but I think we still would have seen that awkward moment where I'd been like, oh, that's how you feel. Right, right, right. Yeah, Never I know. They said they were gonna go and help. Well, actually, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think she would have known he'd be around at some point. No, really, because she didn't intend to rap. I think that's yeah, the point. That's true. She, she intended to go on that stage. I said her name, and she said what? And she still went on stage mm. and shut it down. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the girl before her was pretty good too. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but. but yeah man she didn't have to do my man's papa like that like i know she was going off the dome but like come on like i think he's always yeah, although he deserved he it he deserved moment, it though he, was, about he deserved it look but, what he did to jake in front of the whole school and how jake can't play ball so look that's that's he's pushing him further into bakari's arms <laughs> right we didn't even see bakari but um yeah, this um I'm I'm excited to see episode five because you know this is where it really starts to take off. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, I, I feel like we'll see a lot of action. I liked episode four. Thanks for doing this recap with me. I think we touched on everything. Um that's it. Um anybody have anything to add before we end it? Uh, why they got a gun in Emmett's face, please? Yes, who is that <laughs> for episode I five? Know, that was pissing who me has off? problems like, with Emmett? Aren't they just going to rob him? Like, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think that was anybody in particular. Maybe it's Bakari. You think oh, so? Oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who, I mean, who pulls a gun on Emmett at a chicken exactly. shack? That's, that's freaking a, a chicken shack. Pretty yeah, I, was, I was quite pissed off, to be honest. Yeah. Nothing like, here. Things are going good. Why have they got a gun in my man's face? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, it's got to be Bakari or something. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, imagine if Tiff. Imagine if what? Tiff? I was thinking it could have been what's his face. And oh, Rob? Rob's Cut it out. Nah, I don't think it, it can't be Rob because <laughs> Rob's too tall. That that gun would have been pointing in a different yeah, direction. I think That's it could true. Be, it would have been pointing I, downwards. It's yeah. more likely to be Tiff than Rob, I think. Why would it be Tiff? I don't know. And why would Tiff point the gun at him at his workplace? She'll just go to his house. Maybe she's just mad. A woman's scorned. I don't know who that could be. I will be shocked. I and hopefully they'll reveal it to us in episode five. I hope it's a dream. 
and he's just scared that if Tiff finds out, that's what's gonna happen. You well, know, it, looks like, it looks like it looks like Shad was eating. It looks like Shad was eating there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's some setup for um, Victor for Victor to to help uh, even more with his campaign. Like, look, I stopped a robbery. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like that scene. Kevin's really going to be spun by this whole Gemma thing because I feel like, although obviously it's an awkward thing, I feel like Jake's still going to go back to him and be like, yo, bro, this. Um. So that's it. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you, Debs. We will talk next week for episode five. All right. Next yeah. week. See ya. Bye. Make sure you share this recap podcast, which is shy friends and family. As always, thank you for listening to the Limitless Experience with Eric. Spread love. Peace out. Peace.